Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I truly believe that I made your life better. I was able to support you with your job loss. I refinished your three-family home and left it in better shape than it's been in in years. I cleaned out two generations of clutter. I helped support you during your loss of home and pet and encouraged you to pursue new job or opportunities that have you now earning your highest salary of your life. I gave you the Lindsay effect and the Lindsay magic. I can't say that my life is better from knowing you. And I don't think you brought much to the table because you aren't other focused. I'm glad that the magic of Lindsay was given to you. And I hope that you can take that and be generous to somebody else because it's through giving that we actually receive. Everyone's business, but mine with me, Kara Berry, um, Married at First Sight Boston edition. We have now finally reached five months after decision day and part one of the reunion. Join with me. You know her, you love her, is my sister. Just kidding. It's Lynn- <laughs> <laughs> Hello, girl. Thank you for joining me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, for you Married at First Sight fans, I'm just saying if, you know, um, you didn't listen to Monday's episode, you might want to. I just have a message for one of you, (laughs) and I would suggest looking back. But anyway, um, let's talk about the episode. Thank you so much for joining me again. Here's the thing, you guys. I'm at the the brim. I'm on the brim. Mm -hmm. I'm on the brim. I'm like down the sidewalk from the brim. They just announced that Married at First Sight San Diego is going to be premiering on July 6th, which is six weeks from now. And if you guys think that I'm going to be recapping that season, you're wrong. I can't. 
weeks? Are you fucking kidding me? It's not even six weeks because there's a part two. Five weeks. That is, uh, they're out of control. They're out of control. They're out of control. Weeks. Like, <laughs> they need to stop and regroup. Do not film another city. Do not audition another city. You need to stop and regroup because stop. what's happening now ain't working. <laughs> and y'all keep like I think trying to um make us forget things but I haven't forgotten and it's all on record okay so I don't know what's going on but you guys I'm sorry I'm sorry okay I'm probably not going to recount it's just too much too much too soon too much too soon like it would have to be so fucking amazing for it would, it would have to be explosive good through the whole entire season yeah Exactly. No fluff episodes, no down episode. Like, it would have to be so good. I mean, it's like, am I going to watch it? Of course. Of course okay. I am. And, like, here's another thing that, like, you guys don't want. Like, if I'm actively hating a show, you guys don't have to <laughs> recap it. Like, there's no fun for either of us, right? Like, because I'm just, like, I'm not happy. And I, I'm not, I don't sound happy to begin with. So, like, imagine what it would be like. <laughs> so, just, like, keep that in context. <laughs> but anyway... Let's talk about part one. So, like I said, they're five months from decision day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It was obvious to me, based on wardrobe, who was mm-hmm. still together and who wasn't, because the yeah. ones that were still together were wearing matching outfits. Yes. Like and that. you know what's funny is that, yeah, people say you can't, you can't go by this, but the, the non-verbal cues, the body language, the only couple... That was kind of like, oh, I don't know, was Michael and Jasmina, but everyone else's body language to me yeah. was like, oh, they aren't together. Yeah, it was very clear. Like, I mean, no, there was not going to be a chance in hell that Lindsay and Mark were going to still be together. <laughs> not like, a chance. If they had spent, like, not to get dark, you guys, but like, if they had spent seven more minutes together, it would have been straight. We would have heard about it on the news, okay? I'm not going to. Yeah. But we would have heard about them, okay? And they both yeah. gone. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let, like, let's really be real here. Um, did you make any notes about the outfits? Do you want to get into the fashions at all? I mean, I, I just made notes about the obvious people. Like, obviously, to me, Jasmina looked amazing. She will always look amazing. She's model-esque. There's really nothing we can say, do, or think. Like, she's already thought it. She's already done it. She's delivering. Always. Um, I do, I liked Noy's hair. I think that she kind of dialed back the um, the brassiness of her highlights. I thought her hair color was very great. Um, and she just looked like Noy, you know, just like a basic dress. Yeah. Um, um, did you have any thoughts about Katina's? Uh, oh, 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 I was, I was getting there. Okay. Katina, Katina's wig. Um, <laughs> it, like, it's giving me a <laughs> um, I don't know why she thought that was a good look for her. I, it's like, okay, did did I was I uh, pleasantly, you know, I was happy that it wasn't such like a long wig and a lot of volume as like she'd been doing the whole season. I was like, okay, we're switching it up, but then the choice was like, mm, it really, no, it just didn't suit her. Like it's no not her face. Look. It aged her. Yes. And it, look, it do I look at, you know, P- 
people with bangs and go, God damn it, I wish I could do that. I wish I could have a bang. You know, you, you see Dakota Johnson, you go, she is bangs. Right. <laughs> she, like, that bitch owns bangs at this point. She, she does. <laughs> but then you go, you know, bangs aren't for everybody. You know, bangs are not for everyone. And unfortunately for Katina, she found that out, that bangs were not for her. And the hard way, you know? The hard way, on television. I also think that, that red, like, it, like red typically looks good on dark skin, especially a bold red lip. But something about it was just, like, harsh on her. I don't yeah. know if the dress was wearing her. Yes. Well, it was a lot. Red yeah. does look good on darker skin, but you have to you have to know the tones of red. Like, I cannot wear, like, that super cherry bright red because it looks crazy on me. I have to do a little bit of a darker red, more of, like, a brick red. You know, yeah. some people, you just have to worry. You have to look at the tones. And that red was just not hitting on Katina. And also, like, I'm just going to be petty for one second. We all thought <laughs> it. So I'm just going to say it. Like, we knew by the bags under her eyes that she was still with that man. So, yes. let's move on. We- <laughs> We knew. <laughs> you knew. The lights were I, out. I knew. I knew. I knew that um, that they were still together by just you could tell that he has um, seen the feedback. He's oh. seen the reaction, and he was acting a little different. And I said, oh, "Okay, let's get into that right now." Mm-hmm. He also lost forty pounds. So hooray! For yeah, Mark. Mark lost. Oh, we don't even have to get into Lindsay's look because it is tragic. Girl, Gidget. <laughs> why does she? Why does the flip make no sense to me? And I know that I went off on her fashions last week, and I'm trying hard not to do it again. But like, oh, just do it. Let, let it. Let it loose. Who cares? She really like. I don't understand why she wants to look like the mother of the bride all the time. all the time. But you know what's weird? It's all she. She goes very conservative, but also she tries to do like this Cali girl thing. Yeah, and you know skipping ahead it's very interesting that's where she's ending up but it's like she's very tan she's doing like a strawberry blonde that's very like goldeny strawberry and it just does not work it doesn't work for her the color the cut the length it's just all wrong it it really ages her as well and i just Mm -hmm. i don't get it like she needs to now that she's in palo alto spoiler (laughs) find a new hairdresser and figure it out Figure it out. I think she should just go full red. I think so, too. I think she should be, like, not necessarily, like, an auburn or, like, a deep red, but more of, like, an orangey auburn. Like, Mm. she needs to go red because a strawberry blonde is simply not working. It's not. Thank you. Thank you for validating. (laughs) She's not. And the spray tan she got is truly hysterical. And I just, like, I, I hope she's seeing this and going, oh, my God. Bad decision. She really looked like she was like on the stage play for Valley of the Dolls. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she should, she, you know, pills the whole thing. Anyway, the whole thing. Um, so yeah, Kevin is there. He asked everybody, you know, how are we? Fe- well, specifically, he asked Elijah on how he's feeling having people watch him, and he's like, well, a lot of reflection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, we'll see. That. We'll see. Um, the lie detector determined that to be a lie a lie a lot of twitter okay 
thank God. So um, Kevin then asked how the learning curve was for the show. And Lindsay's like, you know, it was like three jobs. And, you know, she wasn't expecting to have to take on all the reins on so many decisions. And Mark rolls his eyes and I was like, okay. I I thought I that was like, oh, we're going there already. Like already we're going there. Okay. I don't even know what you call what she does, but like it's so backhanded, I guess would be the first Mm -hmm. one that comes to mind. But just so like I it's a bunch of stuff wrapped into one. It's backhanded, it's condescending, it's belittling, it's like and it's also like boastful on her part. It's just so like self-congratulatory. It's truly like wow. Wow. Exactly. And, okay, with her, I I do not like her, but it is fun to watch her act this way for, you know, because it's entertaining. I just see people behave badly, but we'll get to it if we talk about their, you know, these two people's interaction. But Steve is a person who I loathe, and he does the same exact bullshit that she does, but he gets away with it because he's nothing. No one cares about him. We, we forget about him. He's not memorable. A shout so, out to Sriracha for calling that out. I just, I cannot, I, I cannot stand Steve. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, speaking of people we can't stand, we get to the Alyssa segment right out the way. And um, <laughs> so Kevin asks her, because we see a clip of her talking to the girls, her girls. Mm-hmm. About, her girls. <laughs> about how she and Chris were having a great time on their honeymoon. Everything's fine. Yada, yada, yada. So Kevin's like, okay, why did you lie when you were miserable? And she's just like, you know, it was uncomfortable and I just wasn't ready to talk. And Chris, like, sort of co-signs, but also throws a little shade, which is necessary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like... I'm not surprised that she lied because things basically flopped so quickly. Don't keep telling the story over and over again. So you're just like, yeah, everything's fine. Like next topic. Right. Um, Then Alyssa said that she wanted to, the reason why she wanted to do a split custody of the apartment was because she figured that they were going to have to be uh, filming and that they both were originally living far away from the apartment. So she figured that it would be fair to them that one would have to make the long drive half the time and vice versa. Charitable queen, really. Charitable. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you thought of that one. You thought of that way, way after the fact, having to explain yourself. Because <laughs> no, bitch. You, just, you wanted to be on the show. Stop it. Right. She's so stupid. So dumb. You know, I'm surprised that they've had five months. And mm-hmm. not, not a lot of them really came up with good, you know. And they say a lot of reflection. It's so hard to see yourself on TV. But there's still not a lot of reflecting going on, you know? Yeah, I think that all the time. Like, I would have my answers ready to go. Oh, ready. Right? And, like, because you rehearsed the audience response and no probably what's going to be coming up so have your answers ready it doesn't make sense to me that like she was this ill-prepared but also like god bless because it was god bless (laughs) (laughs) well because she came here ready to defend herself and still have the same takes but just like the reason why and it just still wasn't good (laughs) so funny um so then kevin asked Lindsay what she thinks about the whole thing and she's basically like i was team chris the whole time we communicate with each other. I thought he was genuine. That's it. I mean, 
she's right, right? Um, mm-hmm. Kevin then brings up a moment where Lindsay was being a little bit shady towards Steve and Noy about their future plans to have kids because they were at the the couple's retreat. Noy said that she wants to be a stay-at-home mom. Steve, you know, was still waffling about whether or not he wanted to work. And so she got a little snarky about it. Um, Steve was so, like, oddly, weirdly shady. And he, like, introduces this as, like, you know, I knew from the beginning that me and Lindsay's energies didn't align. And so I chose to separate myself from her, um, even though apparently Noi and Lindsay are friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says that Lindsay was being shady. And basically he's like, I basically chose chose to ignore her because I thought she was a bitch or weird or whatever. And then when we went on this couple's retreat, I like tried to joke with her and made a joke about how like she started that fight at the airport on the way to the honeymoon with Elijah Juan and Katina. And she didn't like it and was swigging champagne after champagne flute. And she went back and made some condescending comment about how Mark was going to be a really good father. And Steve felt like she was being pointed towards him. And then he accuses her, Lindsay, of telling a producer that he and Noy had sex on their honeymoon. And that that was something Noy had said to Lindsay in confidence. And they heard through their producer that Lindsay was the one who told production. but. Lindsay says that they were in the van when she and Noi had that conversation and that Lindsay's producer warned them, Hey, you guys are mic'd up. What do you think? Who do you, whose side are you on? Um, see, this is, this is where it gets difficult because they act. My issue is Lindsay does stretch the truth. And so it's very hard to know what is true and what's not when it comes from her. But also, so does Steve. <laughs> so does Steve. Yeah. And nobody likes to admit that, but Steve also just stretches the truth a little bit so that his point of view comes across as the winning point of view. And so, to me, it's not that hard to believe that if Noi and Lindsay had a conversation on a bus, mic'd up, that production would find out about it. I, I just don't think that that's such a stretch. Right. Um, they, Steve and Noy both said that their producers told them that Lindsay squealed. But I think if Lindsay's saying, oh, this is a conversation that happened on the uh, bus with Noy, mm-hmm. Noy had the opportunity to say that, no, that, that didn't happen. Exactly. And she did not say that. She kind of was like, well, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's giving it happened on the bus and y'all were mic'd, girl. Y'all yeah. were mic'd. Right. You did it on a TV show. They People are behind the scenes can hear what you're saying. Yeah. And, and I, I just, okay, go ahead. Also, I just feel like, I don't want to be like, you know, like you should be more open about your sexuality, but I also feel like you're on a TV show where you're marrying somebody. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, who cares? And you understand this show has been on for 13 other seasons before yours. So like, <laughs> I understand that you have like conservative parents or whatever, and you might not want to talk about that, but then don't talk about it. If don't you talk about it. Also, um, my thing was like, how did we get here to <laughs> this whole conversation? Like, 
uh, how did we get here, Steve? Because I remember it was just a matter of like her making a snarky comment about you being jobless. And somehow we've ended up with her telling producers that you've had sex. We've, we've ended up with you uh, kind of boasting about getting under her skin. We've ended up like, how did we get here, Steve? Why did you deflect us to this point? Right. And at the end of the day, like, it's you had sex with your wife. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, big, big secret. Nobody's going to be scandalized by that. No. <laughs> I just, matter. You guys are Steve to me is one of the most, he's, he's a dangerous manipulative person because no one suspect, uh, suspects him of being this way. And no one sees him that way, but he is. And it drives me nuts. It drives me insane. I've had to scream it from the rooftops in my house that Steve ain't shit. <laughs> but here we are. Everyone, he's a fan fave for whatever fucking reason. Nobody wants to believe me when I say, like, he doesn't really ever give me a clear answer about his No, family. and he still hasn't. It's always like, I showed her the plan. And I, I showed her the plan. And she was happy with it. And it's like... It doesn't seem that way. She's just agreeing with you now. Like, everyone seems to be unclear of your plan still to this day. To this day. Mm. And learning that he was a crypto boy makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> makes all the fucking sense in the world. I said, oh, there, there it is. And I want to say, like, people tried to pull out receipts about him, like, doing some article about how he sold an app. But that was also, like, in 2013. And <laughs> for, based on the social media, these are not active apps. No, I just they have not been since they were sold. So, <laughs> I mean, that's great. But, you know, if we're asking questions about how Marlo still has her money from her exactly. Billy boyfriend years ago, then why can't we ask why Steve... <laughs> How Steve has money from 10 years ago, too. Like, how much can there be? Okay. How much can there be? I just, Because, like, he, 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 he irks. He irks. The apartment wasn't that great. It like, wasn't that great. He he had this car that he was driving around the, you know, the eastern seaboard. And it was like, all right, this is a very average car. Honestly, like, kind of outdated for someone who just has goo gobs of money. And it, it, it's just not giving. And I don't understand why, because he deflects. He is a master deflector. Yeah. I just feel like people want me to think that, like, he was one of the first employees at, at Google or something. Exactly. And, like, and, you know, like, he is a damn investor in Tinder. No. Yeah. He is just another bitch who don't want to work. And I, as someone who don't want to work, I get it. I see you. We see each other. Okay. <laughs> All his little excuses. Oh, it'll stifle my creativity. It's like, babe, that's old. Get a new one. I've been using that. <laughs> that is not new. Oh my god. Uh, let's get into this clip package for Katina and Elijah. Oh. Um, I feel bamboozled. I feel gaslit. I feel emotionally manipulated by the show because clearly what they were trying to do is like, okay, we know they're still married. And so we're just going to decide to act like their journey was aspirational mm -hmm. and watch. And like, we were just like, literally Kevin talks about how their chemistry was undeniable and the <sighs> Playful nature was fun to watch. And at the end of the day, they were a perfect match. Excuse the Excuse fuck out of me. Nobody thinks that. Not Nobody. And, okay. And 
your sister talks about a lot about how the um the producers and like this to show people in general are kind of scrambling because they have had two failures in a row pretty much mm-hmm. it makes sense to me that they're trying so hard to push this narrative that you know they're they are the golden couple yeah. because they would literally have nothing if they were honest about their relationship then what would we have we would have a couple who should not be together and we all know they shouldn't be together we if all, we all know <laughs> like why are we acting like it's other and i know why but it's also like dog no <laughs> i it doesn't know that's to me at all like i feel like they were trying to trick me and i did not take the pill okay i don't get it and you know what's funny is like while i hate steve i feel like steve and noi had a less tumultuous relationship than Katina and Elijah on, but they're not trying to make them the golden couple for whatever reason. They're trying to spin Katina and O to be this like, oh, they're so perfect and fun and silly. And it just, no, I, I'm not buying it. I think I have a reason why, honestly, because based on what I see on social media, it has a large black viewership. Yeah. I think if they don't have like black aspirational couples, <laughs> the audience is going to leave. Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, to be quite honest, yeah. To be quite honest. Saying, um, <laughs> and I noticed that the experts, you know, you know how I fucking feel about the experts. Uh, to me, they're useless. But true. they also, when it was decision day and they were, you know, tearing up, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And you are experts. You you want me to trust in you and you are looking at them and getting teary eyed? Okay. I'm I am i am I'm done. I'm out. Truly, truly. Okay, so then we get to the verbal abuse package. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I did definitely go about things the wrong way. And like, I just can't believe I was so stern at times. And then Katina says that, you know, at the time it was a lot for her because she felt like she was doing her best and it wasn't good enough. And then she was like, I would just like to make one thing clear. And I'm like, what? She's like, I am a good cook. I'm like, girl, that is the least of your problem. I, that, that's fine. <laughs> Nobody's concerned about whether or not you can cook for this. No one, one is concerned. Truly, I never even questioned it. Never even questioned it. As much as he tried to proclaim it and say it, I never questioned it. I knew he was fuck a liar. Yeah. And then she tries to tell this story about how, like, when he said on decision day that she cooks food that is inedible she was like oh well he only thinks of that because of one situation in which i put chicken in the air fryer and i wasn't paying attention to it so it was like it sounded like maybe it was undercooked and from that point forward he then said that her food was inedible i'm like that's not a cute story girl no you think it's so cute and funny and silly again and it's not it's not it's really not like it's not oh, great. took one situation and has been Holding it over your head for the entire time? Because that's what I'm hearing. And even if that was the the moment, if he was a normal person, he would make a joke about it. He would bring it up and be like, well, there's that one time. But he hasn't done that because he's unwell. And he really felt that because he brought that up in Decision Day as like a reason why he should have concerns. Exactly. I need me and my children to be fed. And she makes food that is inedible. And if it's just that from that one moment, I'm like, wow, this man is so fucking unhinged. Right. 
It's so, it's so, so sick. So Elijah on, God bless him. He now says that he understands that, you know, Katina has a job and maybe, I don't know, doesn't want to stand on her feet all day cooking for her kids. And so when she says, hey, I need a break, um, you know, they'll go out to eat or, you know, they'll order something. I did check back. He did not say that he ever offers to cook for them. Nope. And they'll, they'll just go out. And then he makes a joke about like, well, you know, because she loves like the restaurants and the aesthetic and all that. I'm like, you do too. Okay. Like, like, please. Why did you even have to say that? Like, oh, she's just some dumb bitch who loves to do shit for the Instagram. Like, I guess I'll just. Well, you need to be going to restaurants so you know not to drink out of a carafe. <laughs> Maybe you actually should be upping your restaurant game. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you how- need to step out, sir, because staying at home and eating is not, it's not getting you anywhere. Right. Mr. I want to go out there and travel twice a month. Okay. <laughs> well, are you? Right. But you want to, have- I thought, because she wants to go out for taco Tuesday. Okay. Um, so then Kevin goes on to give him credit for growth. Uh, and then Kevin Ke- really let me down this reunion he's usually so fucking good at the reunions and he really let me down other than him saying like i didn't think you guys would make it he really then went on to like kiss both of their at well mm-hmm. elijah wants ass cheeks at least and i just like okay i hope that he got paid more for that i really do because why what was the reason an extra five hundred dollars for every compliment i give to that man um, um so Katina says some shit about how, like, it takes a strong woman to be with a man like him. And she was just waiting patiently. And she had a feeling that she he would come around eventually. But then she also says that there were times where she was wondering if she was being stupid. And now we understand that this point of her um, um, kidnapping is that... <laughs> that she is like getting rewarded for her patience. Like this yeah. is giving sister wives. Mm-hmm. This is what they tell women like in the, the, the polygamous community about like, you know, you're putting in, you're toiling for your heaven later. And so you like, you're just like suffering. And so she's acting like this is like a good thing. Like she sowed this little shit seed and this beautiful tree has bloomed from it. Uh, no, ma'am. Okay. No, it sure has not, sweetie. And you'll see it. You'll see it eventually. Hopefully it's not too late. Hopefully you don't have kids with him when you see it, but honestly, you'll see it. I truly can't. Like, <laughs> okay. So then Kevin is like, you know, Elijah Juan, you did doubt Katina a lot in the beginning. Do you want to say anything about that? Do you want to address it? And then Elijah Juan spits some quote, quote that I swear his little coach, Coach Mac, gave him a book of like inspirational sports related <laughs> quotes. And he's just been through it. And that has been guiding all of his decisions for the rest of his life. For and the then- rest of his life. He said something like, um, I live by one thing, and that's work on today, focus on tomorrow, and the rest is history. And Katina, you can embody that. What? (laughs) Sir, what does that mean? (laughs) Quickly. (laughs) I will, that that reminds me of, I will never forget. It, It stays in my mind. 
forever was the reunion of New Jersey when Lauren Manzo told <laughs> Teresa <laughs> to spell napalm. <laughs> Because she had used it, Lauren accused. Back in the day, the housewives used to have to write blogs for BravoTV.com, and so Lauren accused Teresa of having a ghostwriter for her blogs because she had used the word napalm in one of them, and she asked Teresa at a reunion to spell it. (laughs) (laughs) This is another housewife's daughter. I mean, oh. But to me, like, people like to act like Gia is the the housewife's daughter. And I'm going, we're forgetting about Lauren Manzo, okay? We're forgetting Gia is nothing compared to Lauren Manzo. Lauren came to play. She really, really did. She came. Um, My God, that's so funny. Um, (laughs) So... He gets down on one knee and presents her with a ring. And this really made me laugh. I don't know if you noticed it, but like clearly this was not the um, James Allen sponsored ring that uh, they did their damnedest to not show that ring close up. Yep. Like every close up they did, like there was one point, there was a clip where they went backstage after their clip package and Katina shows Jasmina the ring and they close up on the ring and Katina put her thumb right over the stone. Like you cannot see the thing. So what we're getting is a close up of her thumb over her, her ring. Yeah. What? I, I, I don't, I'm like, I'm not even sure I know what this ring looks like. (laughs) I I don't, I'm not sure I even saw it. No, it was so, so funny to me. They were like, clearly they have some sort of clause where like you cannot show another piece of jewelry up close because of the deal (laughs) our board please go back and look at that because they tried so hard not to show that ring um i I did not notice that i'm going to please um she starts to cry i guess i mean she put her hand over her face i don't know if i saw a tear i don't know if i saw any tears (laughs) she said okay this is cute she said in her gut she knew not to give up on him. I'm like, this is how you know he got you a ring? He didn't like, show up for you or, like, be nice to you? Stop demanding that you make him meals. Yeah. Maybe he was nice to you at one point. Like, the ring is how you knew that you should... Okay. Okay. Um, I would just, you know, kick it on over to Spotify. You want to Google, um, the ring didn't mean a thing. <laughs> It might guide you in the right direction. Oh my god. I mean, it's the vocals are tragic, but girl, the message is still there. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ignore all that and just listen to the words. Just look it up on azlyrics.com or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so Elijah Wong goes on the speech about how she stuck beside him when everybody had their Twitter fingers out, you guys. Y'all did that, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and she stuck it out and was like, you know, um, it's so easy to follow other people's words, but she never did except for mine. And um, then he starts to get emotional about how he came into this thinking that he knew everything because he was a fly dude who was in shape. That was his reasoning. 
And now we know it because I've been asking this whole time, what is it that Elijah Wan thought that he brought to the table? Yeah, his his physical looks. Yeah. He was okay. You you had a physique. (laughs) I'm going, yeah, okay, you're fit, but you're not really all that. You have abs and you have um I don't like a decent beard fade. I don't really know what to say. Yeah, like like there, I've seen so truly. You're a dime a dozen, to be quite honest. Nice. You're a light skinned black guy. That's it. Like you're truly a dime a dozen. Out of control. Did you see that video where the guy was at the motel? He was getting kicked out of the Motel Six, and he's like, "You guys are just oh me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are hate me. I'm facial and I have light skin. Oh. And they're like, what? <laughs> I hollered. I when he turned that camera around, I hollered. <laughs> She wanted to so badly just absolutely go fall in his face. She wanted to (laughs) scream in his face by how preposterous he was being. I would have had to go to the back. Like, (laughs) y'all get home. I cannot with this man. Anyway, um, (laughs) he really was tripping. Um, So, yeah, he's like. Okay, Kevin then plays some unaired footage from a few days after they moved into the apartment where um, they were having a meeting with Pastor Cal and he was complaining about how he needed Katina to help him with something, but it was like an hour later and she didn't help him with this thing. He doesn't want to talk about what the thing is, but it's clearly very sexual because he's like, you know, I took a shower. She said you know, I'd be clean and she'd be waiting for me. And, you know, it was part of our nighttime routine. So like you weren't really that hands off with her. You wanted something. You just weren't having sex with her. He, uh, yeah, I have no words. (laughs) This man might want to talk about like, I needed to take the physical out of the relationship. Okay. And I, I feel like, I feel like he also, somebody also told him to do that. And he, man, did he tote that around? Like, it's his badge of honor. Like, I didn't fuck her immediately. Are you proud? Mm -hmm. No Isaac around in these parts. I can't with Isaac. Or Elijah. Um, (laughs) Then we get to the part about the group dinner and how he, like, put her on blast in front of everybody. And he says that he 100% went about things the wrong way. But then he starts to blame the other people in his life and is basically like, well, the only way I learned my lesson was because the other group, um, the other cast members held me to account and like basically blames his people in his life for letting him be a jackass without any repercussions and how you'll never learn until somebody calls you out in a good way. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, first there are many problems with that. First of all, not the responsibility to help you evolve, bitch. That's your responsibility. Second of all, that's a that's a lie. You would have lost your mind because you were you were cursing Dr. Prepper's name from here to Toledo just because she said that you don't speak to your wife very kindly, and you were like, well, you're trying to make me look bad. Like you went full Alyssa. Fully. And so what did you? No one talks to you because you'll blow up on them. You're not, re- you're not receptive. Shut up. Yeah. And 
run that beautiful bean footage of them like telling their families that they were going to get married and his sister-in-law being like you really sound like a misogynist and he was like no mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> exactly sister-in-law uh friends his brother i believe his, like the, the sister-in-law was like he, they were all like mm, i don't know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. please save it save it keep it and then he goes into some speech about how like you shouldn't knock a person who's direct and, you know, you should just try to understand them and get to know them if you really feel like that's a person for you. And, you know, they'll know when it's time to change. Because, you know, you know, look at Katina. She didn't listen to everybody. And now look at her. She's sitting on this couch with a rock on her finger. Like, okay. Oh, well, like, her- as if you're the prize. If you're the prize, Lord help her. <laughs> she lost. Loser. <laughs> Loser. Um. Yeah, then he said something about how she manifested him. Like, sir. (laughs) I know you don't. So Katina then reveals like Elijah sold his Elijah Mon sold his house during the show, and he makes some excuse about how he had to let go of that property because it held too much of his past and Elijah or Isaac was there, and so he just had to let go of it. Okay. Is that okay? It's obviously not the reason, but we're not going to get the full answer. Right. Because, you know, he's got his life figured out, so he's still trying to present that. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't. I can't. He's exhausting. (laughs) Let's get back to Alyssa and Chris. Um, So, I didn't know that they were the first couple in Married at First Sight history that did not spend their honeymoon, or their first night together, their wedding night. Yeah. They only lasted days. Um, and Alyssa wants to basically address the room immediately. And she's like, you know, I really was there for the right reasons and I had pure intentions and I wanted to find my person more than anything. And when it didn't work out, I, I just panicked and I just didn't handle myself in the way that I would have liked. And, you know, looking back, I just don't like the way I handled myself. But I want everybody to know that I came here for the right reasons. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I, she's had months. You, she's had fucking months. Months. So Kevin's like, what is it that you regret? Do you regret not giving Chris a chance? And she's like, um, no, well, that's not what I'm saying. So you, do you regret giving, not giving me a chance? No, I regret that I wasn't matched with the right person. Yeah. Because I came for the right reasons. <laughs> okay. I, I just, I feel like, any sane person now i guess because i think to myself like why can't these people just do this better i don't get i don't get why people have not figured it out but then i realized like oh if they if they just you have to just take the l you acted you acted an ass you showed your behind on national television you have to just take the l and be like yeah i acted a fool but they, they can never do that she refuses to like not center herself as a victim of this mm-hmm. whole experience. refuses refuses like i i just threw myself to the wolves hoping that you guys would help me find my husband and you didn't and so when i that didn't happen i just i freaked out and you know i'm sorry but like i was here for the right reasons and like you didn't help me so mm-hmm. basically 
<laughs> like it's I'm like you have you have been crucified not just like regular you know reality tv chatter crucified baby girl and still there's no no growth none none at all I would have thought like I mean her mama airing her out on tv would have had like, any sort of age in her her friends was- no. Her friends, her friends being like, you know, you know, she doesn't necessarily like, you know, everyone you first meet, the, you know, her friends t- telling the truth. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Shocking. Like, girl, um, you can't be saved. You can't be helped. Sorry. Listen. Um, uh, what happens after that? Oh, she says that it wasn't just like the physical, it wasn't just that she wasn't physically attracted, although that was also a factor okay it was 100 um, percent physical let's yeah. just be real about it i mean she says that it was because she had that conversation with the groomsmen but ultimately you never once gave him a shot not never never there it wasn't even him. because of the, you saw him the moment you saw him you were done you were out yeah. it's, that was it. it's reflected we saw it and she's still blaming the groomsmen which is just insane to me yeah about how they don't have the same core beliefs or values or the same hobbies and her brain just wasn't working right and so things got misconstrued and chris like really handled himself really well i thought and he gave her what she deserved but he really kept it classy he's like doing what steve thinks that he's doing but like mm-hmm. uh and i'd love to see it um so he says you know you can take as many surveys as you want but you're never going to know how somebody will react when they get married to a stranger. So he says he's not surprised, but at the end of the day, it's how you treat people. And she obviously did not do well in that. And then he says that he didn't know about a lot of the stuff that she had said until it aired on television and that he would have broken up with her ass a lot faster. Had he known I'm like, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, comments about how she he was just a shitty used car salesman who sold houses and that he didn't know the extent to which she said bad things and disgusting things and when you say things like that it's not worth his time so Alyssa then tries to use the insanity plea and she's like you know I'm aware of what I said what I, I that's that was my reaction huh you you know exactly what you said and you meant every damn word you meant every word and you would say it again i bet you if we caught you you know a hot mic situation you would say all that shit again she probably said that while she was in the makeup chair getting that all that chiseled onto her face all that bronzer um then she says like you know i'm just spiraling out of control and i'm not here to argue but you know that's the reason why i act why i did the way i did and you know, Kevin's like, okay, so you weren't feeling him at the wedding. Why did you go on the honeymoon? She's like, well, I felt like I had to. <laughs> like, Taylor contractually obligated to go. Like, you didn't ask? She wanted okay. to be with her girls. <laughs> no, I didn't. I want to make that very clear. I didn't want to be there just for my Like, what, sweetie, you said it. We saw it. We caught it on film. Chris says, like, I was trying to keep it cute. But then I noticed that her language changed from, like, I want to be here in the experience to, like, I want to, like, have an experience or something. Like, it went from the relationship to, like, 
everybody else, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's when you knew that it really wasn't like gonna work. Um, then Alyssa literally said that every time Chris would say, You're not here for the right reasons, he triggered her. Because you weren't. So, <laughs> right. Why on earth would you be there, triggered by that? What is what about that is triggering for you? Uh, <laughs> she she is a, she is so infuriating and just frustrating because it's like, sweetie, you you've said these things; they're out of your mouth. You can't plead insanity. You can't claim, oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I wasn't in my right mind. Like we all saw you. We all saw you. And in moments, because true insanity, you would have been insane the entire time. Not just with him and with producers. You would have been insane with with your girls at dinner. No, you kept it real cute in front of your girls in that dinner. Exactly. So just please, please. And the same core values. Oh, so so he's he's a liberal. That that was the issue. And you're a Republican. Okay, just say it. Just say it. Personality. He doesn't. He doesn't. There shouldn't be any police. <laughs> you know how I feel about law enforcement, mom. Like you know how we feel. I girl. Okay, I, I love first responders. And okay, so what if something happens to him? And who is he going to call? Has he ever thought about that? <laughs> God. Um. So. <laughs> What did she say? She's so stupid. She um basically was just like, okay, so you go to the honeymoon, you're acting the way you did, and then um Alyssa claims that she was like, well, where did why were they why were the experts not there? Why didn't they fly out to do it? But then when the ex- the producers are like, Do you want us to have a conversation? Like we can get them on the phone. She's like, no. <laughs> um we you said that you the experts lost your trust why is that why did you not want to speak to them when they were offered because you complained about why they weren't there right and she's like well i just felt like i trusted them with the person that i was going to be matched with and i didn't get what i wanted and therefore i just felt like i couldn't trust them anymore and so i didn't want to talk to them huh and so kevin's like so you didn't what you didn't get what you wanted physically. And she's like, no, I didn't get what I wanted in all aspects. And I felt very hurt by that. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know? You didn't ever speak to him. You never once had a conversation with this man. Uh, you never spoke to him. How do you know? You were in your feelings way more than you were in this relationship. Mm-hmm. She, she, um, really, she thinks we're all dumb. She thinks she's playing in our faces like... I, I just, there were so many other things, like, sweetie, we saw. You did not speak to him. We all know that it's just physical. And it's okay to say that. Just say it. And this just is the thing. This is how, like, her mama fucked up. Because she knows to just say the same thing over and over again. Because somebody will get exhausted. And it'll just mm-hmm. let the letter. Yep. And so she's like, she doesn't have to come up with these excuses. Because she's never nope. had to before. No one has told her about herself. Not a single person. And that should be really sad for her because she's so exhausting that people don't even want to pour into her. Nope. Not not like, even a little bit. 
that. Uh, anyway, um, was that it? Uh, oh, no, this was great. So they get to the part about Chris ending the marriage 10 days in. So Kevin asks Alyssa, why is it that she cried when he said that? And she's like, well, I was just sad for the whole situation and the fact that I didn't find my partner. <laughs> so Kevin's like, okay, well, Chris, was that decision hard for you? And he's like, no, actually, no, it wasn't. Not even a little bit. Had I known earlier, I would have done it quicker. I know that we took broke the record, and yet I still say that I would have broken it faster had I had all the information. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alyssa has the nerve to say that she's learned through this experience what to say and how to say it. I'm like, okay. The the previews have proven not, not at all. The preview <laughs> the for current. next week has proven, nope, you have not learned a thing. What we're watching now is as proof that she has not learned a single thing. Nope. Oh my god. Oh god. I, okay. I honestly, Kara, I'm honestly shocked by that. I thought, okay, she's gonna fucking get roasted this whole time. She's gonna come to this reunion and be on her best behavior. And I, I don't know why I was shocked, but I was like, wow, she really is not giving a fuck. She is acting exactly the same. Like, she obviously the same. feels like attacked online, so she's displaying a person who like knows that people hate her. But there's still no, it's not getting through her thick skull. She's not getting it. It's not, it's not getting in. I'm shocked. I will say that she didn't really cry. No, it's coming. She was on the verge. <laughs> she was, she was, it's, it's coming and she was on the verge many times. She wanted to. That little top lip was curled in. She was, she wanted to. <laughs> God. So let's move on to Jasmina and Michael's package. Um, we initially started talking about how magical their wedding day is until, you know, it sunk very quickly into the ground and went south. Um, then they play a clip of when Michael and Jasmina had a conversation with Pastor Cal in which Jasmina is explaining to him that they had an argument off camera that he, Michael was yelling, he was being aggressive. And Michael's like, you can say that I didn't talk to you correctly. You can say this, that, and the third, but you like, he, he took umbrage if you will with the word aggressive and he they both make points um he says you know when you use the term aggressive especially as a black man it has a lot of weight and that people associate aggressive with physicality and he just like could not abide by that and Jasmina says that she still stands by that word aggressive. She knows what the context is, especially as a black woman, to say it about a black man. She said what she said, and that's it. <laughs> so what did you feel about that? Um, I saw both sides of it. I said, okay, I mean, if you were acting that way, sure. Like traditionally, I too associate aggression with like a physical presence as well. Because I, I understand how she was, what she meant by it. Like, he was acting aggressively towards her. But to me, it's it's also physical. Not just in the way that he's saying things or just the way that he's conveying his message. But if that's how she sees it, then, okay. I, I believe you, girl. I don't, I don't think that he wasn't being. But I understand why he is um, uncomfortable with that. But at the end of the day, like, if you were hollering and screaming at her, like, she has any way to... She can see it any way she can because you were doing those things. Right, right. And, you know, she makes a point of, like, it's not just always physicality. I think what she was trying to say is, like, 
you don't have to be physical with me for mm-hmm. me to feel physically uncomfortable. Like your yeah. word can do that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, like, you're right. Like I. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It, you know, we have a lot of conversations about like inside con- like community conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. Um, um, said to the outside world and like how we need to, you know, keep some conversations insular. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think Jasmina maybe needs to think more about that. Yeah. Because while if you say that to your black friends, none of them are going to be seeing it the same way as the public will be seeing. Right. And I think that she didn't quite you know, because she was talking, I mean, it was three black people she was telling us to. So she, I don't think right. she remembered, like, oh, a mass audience will also see this. So Exactly. Um, so basically, we find out that their relationship was, like, worse than we thought the first month, and that they didn't communicate at all. I was, and, I honestly was surprised by that. Yeah. Which, I, was, I mean, to me, I don't know. Jasmina says at some point, like there were a couple points where she thought that they weren't making it, but they didn't have a breakthrough until uh, they had a, a, a exercise that was given to them by Dr. Viviana, which to me brings more uh, confirmation that the experts yeah. really have been involved because y'all went for an entire month without speaking to each other. Those like, then what was the point? Right. They Nobody. Should, they should have had intervention way sooner. Sooner. Like, how did they? How did they navigate that without any sort of intervention until a month later? Uh, I don't know. I honestly like the producers aren't even saying like, "Hey, um, we should probably get the, we should probably get yeah. the Vivian in here. Any someone, anyone. <laughs> we should probably it's do I, that because this is not. We're not getting footage. They're not talking." And I did an interview with Dr. Viviana in which she said that the experts, you know, during a season will get like daily reports as to what the couples are up to. So, uh, so then what had y'all saw that they weren't speaking? So why wasn't there? Is it more like, you know, hands off, let circle of life, let the, let the animals do what they're going to do type of thing. You know, you know, when you, you go out to the Sahara and you see the animals kill and even though you don't want, you don't like it, you got to let it happen because that's just how it is. Is that the, the point they're taking? 
I find that hard to believe. <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how there wasn't an intervention. I don't either. It doesn't make any sense to me. A uh, month? A month. That's, that's the, that's the, the all of the experience to me. <laughs> like, it's yeah. done. The second half is nothing. The first month is important. It's the most important. And no wonder they kept saying, like, we felt like we lost some time. It's like, yeah, because you yeah. only did half the <laughs> Uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> Jeez. So, um, then they basically are like, yeah, neither of us can stand the other one in the beginning. Um, but that exercise with Dr. Viviana was more of a turnaround. Things evolved to like, okay, I can tolerate you until they got to a friendship. That's when they revealed that they're not still together. And that they were kind of trying to make things work for a couple weeks after the decision day. But then one day Michael called Jasmina and is like, I can't do this. And she just said, okay. He claims that he wasn't getting certain sort of validations that he felt like he needed. And so Kevin asked, like, if it was part of the romance aspect. And he's like, well, it was actually a lot of things. And, you know, I just had to look at it as... If I take the marriage out of this, what is there? And there really wasn't a whole lot there left. And then he goes on to say that he really wanted to remain married after decision day, but he felt like Jasmina wasn't putting in the effort. And then Jasmina says that she feels like he wasn't putting in the effort. And then she says, and I would not say that without receipts, because if you look at our text message conversations, I was the one who was texting him every day and trying to reach out to him. He only wanted to come over to my house one time. And then when we did, we got into this huge fight and Michael told me I wasn't putting in any effort. So based on Here that, we are. <laughs> yeah, he, he called me to break up and I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> so that's <laughs> it. Um, so Michael then asked Jasmina, like, were you ready to just throw the, in the towel based on that one nasty conversation we had? She's like, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's I mean, I mean, I, I feel like she said on the show, "We can get over this one time, but like I do have boundaries, and I'm not playing this." Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jasmina has never been shy about saying her feelings. Jasmina, you can never. Mm-hmm. She even said it. You can't. You say you can't call her dishonest. She has always been honest about her feelings how she uh, sees the situation, what her boundaries are, how she's feeling in terms of Michael and the relationship with him. Like, we knew where she stood at every point. Yep. Yep. And it was really Michael that we had no idea what was going on in his head. We had no idea. Because he kept everything, you know, close to the chest. His tiny little chest. His Um, tiny, tiny little baby (laughs) chest. Kevin, this is really the only time I saw the Kevin I like to see on re- on reunion shows where he's like, Michael says, you know, Jasmina threw in the towel, even though there was hope between us. And Kevin's like, there was no hope. You were a friend. You were a friend, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmina's like, you know, I just, you never know what could happen. Like, yeah, he was a friend. I was abundantly clear about that. But also, you never know what could happen. And she does say that there was a point where she was developing feelings for him. And that she was getting attracted to him. 
and Kevin keeps asking, like, you weren't, you didn't think he was cute, right? He basically was what he was trying to ask. Yeah. Like, no. no. She, she stands firm that she, there was a point where she was physically attracted to him and was feeling him, but um, then they kind of go back and forth between, you know, whether or not Michael should have made more of an effort, because she says, I would do like compliment him and tell Michael that he looked nice, but he never told me that. And he, they went on that romantic date and Kevin's like, did you say during that date that she looked nice? And he was like, no, (laughs) basically. And it kind of like turns into like a chicken and the egg. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to give you compliments because I feel like you don't want them. And I feel like you don't want them. So I don't want to give, you know, like they're both the same the same thing but different and it just seemed like this was inevitable you know we we knew it wasn't gonna work even though we all want we were like oh maybe because you know they have a great friendship but Mm -hmm. it's not it's not gonna happen and michael is not a romantic guy but to be quite and truly honest is jasmina a romantic girl i mean they just to me they have very similar um romance styles which is not non-existent and so if one's like, not giving it the other is not gonna get it and, I, yeah. and I, that's why i relate to jasmina in a lot of ways because she just doesn't i can tell that this is a girl who's probably been hurt a lot before and yeah. she's just like i'm just going to like put my energy into something where i don't feel like i'm gonna get anything back and so yeah. you're not given Mm-hmm. I'm not giving either. but I they're think, not like, initiators in terms of like yeah. I think she was holding back I think maybe Jasmina can initiate once she feels safe enough that you yeah. are going to reciprocate exactly. and Michael is just simply not an initiator he has to be taught to be romantic and initiate those romantic gestures he needs somebody who's going to like take the rein on that yeah and teach him like what she needs and he'll do it mm-hmm because I, I can see, I can, I can see Jasmina, once she's in a committed, loving relationship, really doing nice things for her partner. I think Michael is a person who, you know, he's had a lot of trauma in his life. He is kind of, I mean, and that obviously has affected him entirely. And yeah. so his emotion and expressing his emotion and having to be strong and blah, 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 blah. Obviously that, that really does color how you'll be in a relationship. And if you are with someone who you have to step up and initiate and be romantic and lovey-dovey and express your emotion freely for them to feel safe, it's just not going to happen. And so it was, it was never going to happen with them. Agreed. Agreed. It's almost like she reminds, I don't want to say she reminds me of Karen. You remember Karen from uh, New Orleans? Don't don't remind me of Karen. (laughs) She's definitely not for her. She's definitely not dry like Karen was, mm-hmm. but I could see her like being sort of like a little bit cold towards mm-hmm. my like yeah she smiles. She would have come along, come around to him a lot quickly, yeah. a lot more quicker than she did. I think, but I think the reason why I give um, Jasmina a pass, even though she is she is quite you know she could be a little cold, is that. First of all, I loved Miles. I truly was like, well, bitch, if you don't want him, I'll take him. And, <laughs> and me and Miles was uh, chef's kids. Now, he wasn't as perfect as uh, Keith, but he was quite damn close. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I think that because we saw Miles do those gestures and try really hard, it was kind of like, well, girl, what the hell? But with Michael, we didn't see him do any of that. So it was kind of like, well, I mean, Jasmina has a point, you know, you ain't doing shit. You're not either. So I think she would have liked somebody like Miles. If yeah. he was single, I think they would have <sighs> been a good match. Oh, Miles was so, oh, I, I can't even go there. Because I could talk all day. <laughs> I could talk all day. Um, what was that? It, I mean, Kevin does like give them a compliment because they were sitting quite close, and he did make a point of like usually when couples are not together, they're like crawling over the couch to get away from each other. But they were sitting real close together. Yeah, and, and then they, I was like, well, I don't, I can't get a read on this. I don't know. It was really only the outfits where I knew, oh, they're not together because they. Were, <laughs> Um, but <laughs> they're like, you know, she's like, yeah, I think he's funny, whatever. But it doesn't really seem like no, they have much of a relationship. No. Um. Let's move but what's funny point. is that when we saw them on the on the, you know on the season when they were getting into their groove, they had way more chemistry than Katina and Lajuan. <laughs> By far. By far. I mean, truly anyone, but especially Katina and Elijah one. Way more chemistry. I could see the chemistry between Lindsay and Mark more than I could see it between a Katina and Elijah one. Definitely. I, Katina gives me the energy of a woman who, you know, probably has not had an orgasm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> true. So true, though. I mean, you're not wrong. And and Elijah one doesn't seem particularly giving. Like, she just no. seems like, oh yeah. I'm not happy. I just, I feel like one day she's gonna have an actual orgasm and be like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. I was missing. I wasted my fucking time." It's gonna find out one day, and that's gonna be yeah. a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get to Stephen Noy. Like, it's really, I mean, they're still together. There's really not a whole lot to talk. About. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what to say. Um, Unfortunately, they're still together. Yeah, yeah. Now we can get into sriracha. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Roger really, and I like, are on the same page. Let me, I mean, let me just like scan through this and see if there's anything to talk about. Like, Noi hasn't changed her last name to Moy yet. She says that so she's still trying to wrap her mind around that. And, and like, I, I, she'll girl. never be able to because it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's simply never going to get better. So you either do it or you don't. And don't. And um, don't, please. <laughs> cliffhanger thing was whether or not they were going to live together. And basically, they spend most of their time together. Noi still has her apartment because, unlike Elijah Wan, she still has good memories of that place. <laughs> and um, Steve says that he's fine with the fact that they're not like officially full time living together, but it seemed like they basically are. Yeah. And but I think it's smart like, to keep your apartment. You've you don't you haven't been married for an entire year. Yeah. yeah. If you can afford to, yeah. Then just, I think that's the thing for people in this situation. And you obviously can because you literally were doing it before, like six months ago. So exactly and so you did not pay for your wedding so there's not that you know big expense so yeah keep your place um but yeah blah 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 blah. what was that oh the, get to the subject about steve having a job and kevin's like um so do you have one yet he's like <laughs> well, um well um you know it hasn't mm-hmm. been an easy 
and you know we've been really focused on our relationship and um you know so I told her that there was a deadline well not really a deadline but you know if she wanted to, if we got to a certain point that maybe I would start to apply to jobs at that point, but that's just if she wants to. And it's like, she does want you to, why are we having this conversation? Why? I, I do not like this man. I don't like him. He could just flat out say, look, I'm tired. I've been, I've been grind. I'm a creative person who had to take a fucking numbers job. I'm exhausted and I wanted a break. And that, I mean, he literally could have said that and okay, I get it. We all understand. Nobody likes the fucking work. We all understand, but he is so, he's the, he's the worst. I can't stand him. I can't stand him. Because know that he's not in a position where he can just be retired. No, I know that. I know that because he would say it if he was. Right. Right. He never made a point to say, oh, we're good, girl. We're good. I've got a bunch of money saved up. I've done a lot of investments, made smart moves. We're good. He never did that. And he tried to do it now. And I just, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it either. I mean, for you to say, like, we're just so focused on our marriage. Like, okay, well, she's got a full-time job. So... Why Why can't you have one? If your relationship is such that you can't work in order to work on it, then that sounds like a (laughs) (laughs) you can't have a job. It's just so preposterous. It's the most preposterous statement. That doesn't add up. It's not. It's not clicking. It's not making sense. It's not going all the way over. Like, no shade, but y'all be eating that shit up. And, like, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get it. How that's reassuring. Like, if my friend told me that her husband doesn't have a job because he wants to invest into their relationship and that he just can't, like, get a job at the same time, I'd be like, what? Run. It's crazy. <laughs> Run. That is- that's crazy. That's and, he, he's, and he's he's talked this way. Since the beginning, since the beginning, he has spoken this way. And it's like, okay, this man clearly does not want to work. Clearly. He wants to be a kept man, but he doesn't want to say it. He does not want to own up to that. And I, I mean, the first moment we met him and his family was like, uh, but you don't work, sir. You think she's not going to have a problem with that? And he, he talked out of his ass then. I mean, it's, clearly an issue clearly and everyone just forgets about that with him and i don't understand it he's so to me his manipulations and just overall actions are so clear they're so transparent but people fall for him every time and she ends up looking like the the child because i mean let's not lie she's done some childish things but she's in the right she is in the right it's perfectly reasonable want her husband to have a job to have a job it's perfectly reasonable to be like look i came from extreme poverty and i ain't going back and i or want not. my husband i want my husband to feel the same way to to understand that we must have money must have income both of us that's not crazy it's not it and really he, isn't he is gaslighting her into thinking that that is so insane and that she's just acting like like a paranoid woman who just like does he was to stifle his creativity. It's like shut the fuck up. And okay, I look, 
I will never forget. I, I still to this day I'm going, how did how did no one see that his behavior was psychotic? Because yes, her reaction was even bigger. It was even more unnecessary. But I I'm never gonna forget that he sat there and micromanaged her over some damn noodles. He came out to check on the meal. Why are you doing that? First of all, get out of the kitchen. And then you want to mention, oh, but like you're, you haven't made my noodles yet. Okay, yeah. shut the fuck. Up. I'm, I haven't made them yet. They're gonna get made. <laughs> then, and then they come back out and be like, you're overcooking my. Oh, I, I'm, I'm getting angry just thinking. Like what? Right. I, I right. hate Steve. I fucking hate Steve. <laughs> I hate him. And Noi might have a thing that I have, which is, I mean, it's bad. It's, I'm getting over it. I'm working through it. You know, it, I'm better because I'm grown. But it was a problem for me. Is that I'm right. you know, like authority in any way. I, I'm, I'm simply, I'm against it. And so even, okay, let's, let's say I was going to clean my room. I was like, oh, my room's a little junky. When I was younger, I was going to clean my room. And if some, if my mother, if my bitch mother, no, I love her to death. But back then I was a teenage girl. So if my bitch mom had the nerve to tell me or suggest, even hint, that I should clean my room, I no longer wanted to do that. Yeah, I was yeah. not doing it. And so yeah, I did. coming out, yeah. So Steve coming out, telling me about his damn noodles, I'm not making those noodles anymore. You're on your own. <laughs> Don't fucking micromanage me over some damn pasta, bitch. I won't do it. Uh, yeah, I've definitely used excuses. Like, if you would just, like, not tell me to do it, then I would be more likely to do it. Okay. <laughs> that that is just unfortunately that is just my personality. That's how what my brain works. If you tell me something that I was already planning on doing, I no longer want to do it. And in the condescending way that he speaks, I, I see you, Sriracha. He is condescending. And the way that he speaks, it, it would turn me all the way off. And this is petty. This is petty. But like a sinewy man is simply not for me. And I'm already irked. I'm already annoyed. That you're just so sinewy. And I know, like, you can't really help it, but it is a problem. <laughs> and I, I, I've already turned off. So, like, you've already lost me. <laughs> I don't like sinewy men. They're too, they're too unpredictable. They're I never know where they're living. They're too unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> the only they're thing like I love against Steve is that, surprisingly, he is quite athletic. And good for you, sir. Good for you. But that's about it. <laughs> in spite of it all <laughs> in spite of it all you can play some volleyball i mean congrats congrats to the whole team i guess hey y'all don't come for us um <laughs> i look all of these views are my own this is not kara don't don't punish kara for my views my views are my views and i don't like senior women next i can't go off on anybody else this week i've already <laughs> yeah that was, okay uh, let's revisit that that was so completely fucked like really Really, and this the twenty twenty two. You're over here mad at a guest girl. Next, my family. It like okay. <laughs> that is so crazy. So crazy, dude. It's so crazy. Anyway, um, so Kevin straight up asked Steve, like, "What are your bank accounts looking like?" He does not answer. No. Nope. What he does say is that he's been able to reassure Noi by his savings and the promises that he's made. And then he mentions that he like has invested in things and he did really well in crypto early on. What do, what do you think? He's like a dope coin. Do you think that's what he did? I tru- crypto in one ear, out the other. I know nothing about it. All I know is it ain't for me and anyone involved ain't for me either. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I'm like, what? It's truly wah, 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 wah. When I hear about, I'm like, okay, I zone out. I, like, I legit don't know what an NFT is. I, you're c- never- I could not. I don't understand yeah. what that is. You're not going to make me. I'm not no. going to do it. <laughs> don't even try to explain it to me. It's not going to happen. I will turn into full Alyssa. It won't click. It won't enter. Yeah. It won't penetrate. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like trying to hurt me and i'm a good person i don't want to know about nfts i'm good thanks this is not what i wanted for myself okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um so noah then claims that she's being a little bit more flexible about the three kid thing and i mean i guess she must feel better about his finances because she says that they're trying for their first within a year mm. okay okay um, and then we get to Miss Sriracha. Amen. Okay. Amen. So, Sriracha, we see an unseen clip of Sriracha kind of holding Steve's probably very long and thin feet to the fire. <laughs> I know his toes are practically fingers. I know it. <laughs> oh, they yeah. are. He's got grippers on those feet. Yeah, I know he right. You know, he's got a, he's probably got a super high arch too. I know he's yeah. got a long, super high arched finger <laughs> foot. Uh, and you know he probably loves to wear those like like tivas oh and like the, sh- the ones with the- showing off those shoes those fucking feet i know it you put your toes in yeah uh, oh, oh my god oh no 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 oh my god um so sriracha is like basically you know trying to hold steve to account and she's like you know I just was worried about the situation because I didn't have a concrete idea of who Steve was or what his intentions were, but you know, you guys are cute now. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Same. Same. Same girl. It's cute. It's cute. Um, You know, when a drag queen calls your relationship cute, that's not a compliment. (laughs) Just so you know. I think a lot of people do not know that, but it's not good. It's not that's, good. That's, that's actually, good. that's quite bad. Quite, quite the opposite. Um, <laughs> Sriracha then starts to spill some tea and says that she feels like Steve and Noy still have a while to go in terms of communication and really knowing each other like a normal married couple. And earlier they had kind of like quickly, blink and you miss it, revealed that they were in marriage counseling. Oh, um, I missed that. Yeah. So I guess that's Whoa. part of his... Okay. okay. I, sorry, I take it back, Steve. I guess you are dedicating maybe an hour. <laughs> um, sorry. Our um, mistake. <laughs> um, so they're like, okay, Kevin's like, well, what's going on? And she's like, well, I just feel like they need to work on communication, but they also need to wor- know that, like, just because you're speaking in a calm manner, Steve, doesn't mean that the delivery is that great, Steve. And I feel like, Steve, you maybe need to work on not being so condescending, Steve. <laughs> and so Steve's like, well, I think you might be talking about me. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that the noy part might be just, like, speaking your mind, but... He, yeah, definitely is picking up that uh, he is condescending and he admits that, like, he does need to be better. And Sriracha says that Steve will talk to Noi like a child. Like, softly condescend, like, do mm-hmm. you understand? Like, she's stupid, basically. Yeah, and, yeah, and he does. We've seen yeah. it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, there was another segment and I don't want to say that I was like bored, but I will say that I didn't take notes and I don't know what, what happened. Yeah. But they're still together. So. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was like, all right, we're, we're wrapping it up. Let's move on to the, the, the big shebang because y'all we're done here. Y'all are still together, unfortunately, and we'll see how long that lasts. We, we'll all see. Okay. Um, so finally, we get to Mark and Lindsay and how uh, promising everything seemed in the beginning. And I think by the beginning, they meant like the first seven minutes of their relationship. Literally. And I, I'm not quite sure we saw how probably, like he, we saw those big Mark eyes pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, like after right after speaking. the champagne toast, I think he was like, uh oh, his fight or flight response really kicked in. <laughs> we saw it. It was like, okay. Immediately, immediately. Oh my gosh. So he, Lindsay's like, you know what? He really supported me and he really stood by me. And when I trust somebody, I'm willing to just up and be vulnerable to them. And, you know, we did have these awkward situations in the honeymoon. And, but I also felt really safe in his presence and that Mark was somebody that I could depend on and rely on. And I was really opening my heart to him. When did that happen? Because you've been calling him a fucking so the whole time you basically like you're a virgin who can't drive Mm -hmm. um straight up loser fuck me i can't come uh you're poor like (laughs) like just trashing him at every turn but okay he was a safe space for you i guess um mark also claims that the chemistry was really natural and flowed in the beginning like yeah Right, until you had sex with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Kevin brings up how, you know, there were a lot of points where Lindsay threatened to tap out of the relationship over the course of the experiment. And Kevin asked Lindsay, was that a mistake? And Lindsay's like, well, I just felt like I was getting two different marks. And the one that was off camera was depressed and moody. But then the one on camera was like, Mark the shark. And Mark's like, I don't really think that's an accurate representation at all because he he gets into the phone stuff. Like, yeah, I was on my phone a little bit in the beginning, but like Lindsay made it very clear that she didn't like that. So I was barely on my phone. Like, well, that had nothing to do with what she just said, but okay, I guess we can talk about this. Yeah. We'll (laughs) we'll keep it pushing. Um, And then Mark's like, well, I knew that Lindsay was a lot and that, I just knew that, like, if we were going to go back and forth with each other, we would never end. So oftentimes he would just disengage and not mm-hmm. even go there because he knew that, like, they were a volatile match, which is fair. Um, so then Kevin asked Lindsay if she can own up to any of her part in things. And she's like, well, you know what? There are a lot of things that I wish that I hadn't said, but I look at it as, as a learning moment for me and. I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace. So, no. So the answer is no. <laughs> I love people. Like, Shocking. Grace. <laughs> yeah, like, for you. What? You all, you, when have you not? That's why we're here, babe. I, literally, that's why. When have you not? When have you not? Oh, my gosh. Um, Mark. No, she she goes on to say that like Mark was really supportive of her and whatever. And Mark's like, you know, for me, our relationship was so different week to week that I didn't really know which way it was up. But their last week together, he could see a glimpse 
of something that he mistook for light. And that in past relationships, he's realized that he has messed out, missed out or messed up something that was actually quite good and so he didn't want this to be another situation in which he left early and then regretted it after the fact that turned out to be a mistake mistake babe <laughs> i mean it goes without saying we're not still together right <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not i loved it it was so funny to me kevin was like what happened and Lindsay's like where do i begin and Kevin goes, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> how did you answer what happened? It's like, yeah, let, let's get the truth here. Right? Um, Mark says that after decision day, they both worked on that, his grandma's house, right? To get it ready, to get it all renovated. But then they got into this really nasty blow up fight. And apparently a lot of threats were thrown Mark's way. Then things started to spiral. They stayed together another month or through the rest of that month. And then things spiraled forward, and that was it. And then Kevin asked, like, if things were out of control. And it's like, well, he just told you that he, they got into a nasty fight that just spiraled deeper and deeper until they broke up. So, yeah, I think there probably was something that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, things were out of control. And Mark's like, yeah, things were way out of control. There were some of the worst arguments I've ever had in my life. And so when Kevin's like, Lindsay, do you agree with that? She's like, well... I feel like it was Mark saying that he didn't know about the relationship and he didn't know if I was the person for him. And that the day that they were supposed to move into the house, yada, yada, yada. We don't hear what happens leading up to this, but they were supposed to move in. She had given up her apartment. Somebody was going to move into her apartment the following day. And all of a sudden Mark just threatened her to change the locks to charge her rent as though she were a roommate and just like blew the fuck up out of her out of nowhere. And they had just done the hours of construction and basically makes it seem like he used her for, through the renovation process. And then when it was done, he was just like kick rocks, which is weird. Which is no y'all were cl- uh, through the renovation y'all shouldn't have even made you shouldn't have even renovated his home why did you move try to move in with him knowing that this is just such utter bullshit girl and you claim to be so smart yeah but you, you gave knew up your you gave up your apartment that's not on mark that's on you yeah so she was talking about how like heartless and cold and rude he was after all the support that she gave him and mark's like Okay, my problem is that, like, when she tells a story, she doesn't tell it accurately or correctly or put it in the right context. And that mm-hmm. basically every you get into a big fight in which Lindsay would go for my throat. And at that point, like, I was just done. And so Kevin asked, like, Lindsay, what is it that she did to cause Mark want to get out of the relationship? And she's like, well, um, well, Mark says that he liked something on Instagram and that she got all pissed off and got right up in his face and was raving her finger at him and threatened to come for him and take things from him and that he was shaking. And he says, you know, I was picked on a lot as a kid. Lindsay is top of the heap in terms of Oof. the worst bullies that I had to deal with. <laughs> Oof. Yikes. Big yikes. Huge. Kevin. Reminds Lindsay that she is a bit of a fire starter, to say the least. And 
she's like he, he goes well do you think that your behavior towards mark was fair and she's like yeah i do <laughs> so insane insane she, she went into the situation early on thinking that she wanted a guy who would tell her no that she want she needed a guy or she asked for a guy who was gonna be firm with her and put his foot down and tell her no and that's like he was that guy at first and he was telling her i don't want to split up our family of cats and we're gonna make it till the end and we're gonna live in this triplex or whatever the fuck and she was all in on that but then he basically she realized that he was only in on that for the seven days that they had to renovate that place. And then he was out. So, okay. Okay. She feels like she's been taken advantage of. And she's like, you know what I do? And actually I wrote a letter because I didn't want to get all. So do you mind if I take the floor? And they're like, okay. So she pulls out this piece of paper and says, uh, you know, it's always my heart's desire that when I leave a work situation, a friendship or a relationship that I'm able to make something better. I truly believe that I made your life better. I was able to support you with your job loss. I finished your three family home and left it in better shape than it's been in years. I cleaned out two generations of clutter. I helped support you during your loss of home and pet and encourage you to pursue a different job opportunities that have you now earning your highest salary of your life. I gave you the Lindsay effect and the Lindsay magic. I can't say my life is better from having known you. And I don't think you brought very much to the table because you aren't other focused. I'm glad that the magic of Lindsay was given to you. And I hope that you can take that and be generous with somebody else because it's through giving that we actually receive. Girl. Unreal. The Lindsay effect. So nasty and so rude. The Lindsay effect. Can you believe? Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Do you, as a Lindsay, want to um, give us some <laughs> Look, uh, now I can't say that there ain't no Lindsay effect, but um, in her case, no, there's not. There's not. There simply is not. There's like true trauma that you have to work out after uh, being in a relationship with her. Yeah. But... She no. clearly is very transactional. Mm-hmm. Tit for tat. Yeah. She's like, well, like, I did this for you, and you've done nothing for me. It's, did you, what? 
Right. First of all, how could he do anything for you that would equal to, you know, getting thrown out of his apartment and having his landlord mother figure not speak to him anymore, like having his cat die? Like, what could he possibly do that could equal that in your eyes? Right. He had the worst possible things happen to him basically within like a 36 hour period. And then after that, it was like bomb after bomb after bomb. Mm-hmm. And you should be grateful that your life just hasn't been falling into a tailspin and that you've been in the privileged position to be able to help somebody and not like in his position where his life just went to shit every day. Absolute shit. It, his, the guy couldn't take, catch a break. He could not catch a break. It's possible things. And then he had to, you know, worry about stepping on landmines with you. You did not make his life easier. Like you think you do. You did not. He had to walk on damn eggshells. And and one little thing would set you off. If you're so concerned about, like, what it is that you're getting out of the relationship, then stop giving so much, right? Hold back. Let him initiate. And that, to me, is... I don't understand how she did not see that the things that she was doing that she was thinking were cute and silly and quirky were just annoying. And he was very clearly so annoyed by her actions and he didn't want to be touched. He didn't want to be licked. He didn't want to be tickled. And she was just like, "Mm, that's not my problem. That's yours. This is is just who I am. Sorry. It's like. He didn't want to be He didn't want to take grabs. Yeah. He didn't want to like walk into his apartment and have take a nerf bullet to the temple when he can't like have a little rest. Okay. Like <laughs> he didn't want to have sushi crammed down his throat. He didn't want to have curry crammed down his throat. Like he just wanted to eat his pizza and his chicken nuggets and call it a day. That was a fear factor. <laughs> <laughs> like, my God. Yeah, does Mark need to expand his horizons a little bit, be a little bit more cultured in his food choices and maybe his activities and, you know, just overall his culture needs to be expanded. Sure, everyone can afford that. But you you cannot force, you cannot cram someone, you cannot beat it, you know, beat them down with it or they're they're not going to give a fuck. Yeah, and I used to date a guy who was very much like, you know, Bread and potatoes, like meat and potatoes kind of guy, like didn't really get that um, adventurous. But you know how you can change that is by being nice to them. It Truly. <laughs> and not presenting every experience as it's like you might fall into a pit of snakes. Okay. <laughs> or like you're a fucking loser. You need to try this taco or you're an idiot for not ever having had this particular taco. Like everything was so mean. Everything. <laughs> I like, in, oh, we'll get there. But my God, like she, she, and also it's just so hilarious to me that she truly thinks so highly of herself, so highly of herself. I'm going, sweetie, where is the proof? Really? Like, where truthfully, is it? It's not in the hair. It's not the hair. It's not the style. It's not like, where is the proof? You have to see your apartment and it was... It was, it looked like a college girl lived there. Like, where is the proof of all this excellence that you are saying that you bring to the table? Because I ain't seeing it. 404, not found. Okay. Like, right? Like, okay, you eat ceviche. Congrats. I, I don't know what you think, why, why that's such a huge accomplishment for you and why you think other people should think it's an accomplishment. Right. 
okay, great. You've been to Thailand. Cool. <laughs> cool. It didn't really like calm you down. It actually made you worse. <laughs> you, actually, you could, you could actually like stop seeing a lot of people because you are just offensive to everybody. I bet. Truthfully. Truthfully. Truly, madly, deeply. <laughs> what even happened? So, yeah, basically, she's like, here's all the things that I gave you, and I didn't get anything. Sorry for the congratulations for the magic of Lindsay. Um, and so, Mark was like, you know, I think Lindsay was part of a lot of things that happened in a positive way. But at the end of the day, all those negative things don't get washed off the table. And the fights that we had, and the threats and the way those things went, those will always outweigh the relationship and where it could have gone, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And then he says, we would help each other, but then we would have these explosive triggering fights with each other. And so Kevin asked why they couldn't let the good outweigh the bad. And Lindsay's like, well, I just felt like Mark was too focused on the opinions of other people. And he's just so worried about what other people thinks and um, what his peers like. and liking him and like you know he just needs to be accepted so basically she thinks that like he cares more about elijah one than her which is probably true yeah i mean i'm sorry but i i don't this is where like i should really know the full scope of her family background because she is like Alyssa. Which is funny, mm-hmm. I, she would never think this but like Alyssa, miss ma'am is stuck in victim mode where she is the victim of all victims. Yep. Because we always hate the person that we see ourselves the most in. Exactly. She hates Alyssa so much. And I'm like, well, sweetie, you act like her. Just in a different way. Just in a more bombastic way. But you are the same type of victim-ass bitch. Because every everything was on Mark. And you're like, I learned nothing from Mark. Mark didn't teach me anything, but he got everything from me. He took everything from me. I gave and gave and gave, and he just didn't give back. And I'm going, sweetie, you could have learned so much from your interactions with Mark, but you haven't. You haven't learned a goddamn thing. And it's insane to me. It's insane. Yeah. Um, Liz is really acting like because she has, like, maybe a more open type than Alyssa's, that mm-hmm. they're like, truly, she, Lindsay, also made a lot of assumptions about him because of his looks and his job and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that really colored her experience with him the whole time. The whole time. And on top of that, like, he cares about other people's opinions. But it's like, I I feel like she has been offensive her entire life. And she has heard many times that people find her so fucking offensive and annoying and hard to be around and just a lot. And she's now decided, you know, it probably hurt her in the beginning, but now she's wearing it as a badge of honor. And now she's viewing people like Mark who want to have peace and, you know, get along with everyone and not ruffle fucking feathers everywhere he goes as a people pleaser and caring about what other people like. Sweetie, you need to care more. Because it is not cute at your big age to be acting like other people's opinions don't matter. When it's not that. It's just being considerate. And she's just yeah. the least considerate person on planet Earth. And you, yeah. she would never know. She's oblivious to that. Never will. She, she clearly will never learn because no. at the end, she like tells us where she is now. And 
she reveals that she got a job in California. Now she lives like in Palo Alto, San Francisco area. And then she talks about how great it is because she feels like the further she is from her family, then she's just able to focus on herself and really pour into herself and how great that is. And also there are a lot of intellectuals in San Francisco and there's just better picking for a good man. And so Kevin is like, Okay, do you see how that, how like pointed that sounds and how rude that sounds? Like that you talk about how you weren't able to find any sort of intellect in Mark because, and how grateful you are that you can find someone. She's like, yeah, well. I mean, Kara, when, when Kevin was like, so you're saying that Mark doesn't have intellect. She was like, Mark does not have intellect. I, my jaw dropped. I said, okay, this bitch has gone too far. That is a crazy thing to say. She went on to be like, yeah, I'm really smart and I'm really quick-witted. And, you know, that's why I'm usually dating engineers because I usually date guys who are smarter than me. And, like, they must be really smart if they're smarter than me. Uh, okay. Hun, we have only seen I, – I, I, I can't even believe that she would stoop as low. And now when she feels attacked, when she feels hurt, when she feels upset, she hides it with, like, going for the fucking jugular. At anyone and everyone and every situation, she goes deep to sit there and call this man who is sitting right next to her, who is a human being, who has been kind to her, and say that he's a dumbass, has no zero intellect. That I don't even, okay, even if you do think that, even if you do think that Mark is the dumbest bitch you ever met, how. How does she not see how that's going to look on TV? She doesn't because she clearly like she started off the season talking about how like cruel her mom is and how her mom was talking shit about her and like you know, but you are your mother and like you I'm are sorry, her. you're not understanding that you're perpetuating a cycle and you're just being as cruel as she was to you and like that's not okay either. Like. I don't, how do you not see that calling anyone to their face? Well, not even, not even, not even to his face, about him, in front of him, but to somebody else. That is uh, unfathomable. I can't, I cannot understand how she does not see how fucking rude that is. Like the intentional, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Kevin, you see what I'm saying? Like, right. And and it's, it's like, you... You are actively trying to be mean. This is yep. not like, oh, you're saying things that are hurtful that you didn't even realize you're saying it, or you know, or you're being truthful and you know the truth hurts. No, you are actively trying to put this man down, which is so again, the optics, babe, are terrible. But because she wears her coldness and crassness and just like don't give a fuck attitude on as a badge of honor, she just I, I can't understand it. I don't understand it. It's so awful. And awful. if you're so smart, you can't really act like you don't know what you're doing. You can't. Unfortunately, Bethany did say a really, a really great thing. You can't be dumb and smart at the same time. Exactly. I, you, you just can't. So. Oh, Lord. I mean, Mark said he's not dating anybody. Um, do you know if part two is going to be two hours? I, I don't know. Like, cause I'm like, what do we have left? I hope they address 
that, I mean, the absolute bombs she was dropping on her hot mic. I really, really want to get there because we didn't get there this time. And if we don't ever get there, I'm going to be mad. Because she must I answer agree. for that. She has to answer for that. But it's frustrating. I just can't imagine what this would be two hours about next week because what? there wasn't a whole lot of interaction between the cast members. That's what so we I saw. Think, I think that what they're going to do is they're going to have, it's going to be more of them together. And we're going to see the, all the tea, you know, about apparently Alyssa texting Mark or whatever. Like, I think we're going to get the interpersonal dramas between the cast next time. Because yeah. I remember the one year that it was like, Haley and what's I get was his name Mark too and like Eric and Virginia like that crew they had it kind of split where it was we saw the cat the crew together first episode and second episode but this time they they um are I guess they're splitting it for the second half right Atlanta um mm-hmm. so what are your thoughts coming off of part one I mean I enjoyed it better than I enjoyed this flop of a season. Uh, I hate. Go ahead. Oh no, I was saying I was thinking while I was watching it that I've enjoyed it more than the past few episodes for sure. Because yeah. I mean, it was like oh, the writing's on the wall. None of these people should be together. If they end up together, that's they're not going to stay together. And I mean, as as we predicted, they they didn't stay together. The ones who we knew were just were not. <laughs> just yeah. were simply not ever going to stay together. Yeah, like you said, Jasmine and Michael were the only one where I was like, maybe, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's not like that surprising. <laughs> no, it's just not, because we never saw, you know, any hope. We were just kind of making it up. But we're like, well, they're laughing together. It's like, but that's not enough. <laughs> Trying to squeeze water out of rock with those two. Yeah, the girl was plainly saying, I do not want to fuck him. I do not like him. So that's a problem. And we were like, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for coming back again thanks I for having me i gotta get all this off my chest because my god i suffered through this season we all did all did all right girl well you have a good day you too girl okay. Bye-bye.